I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Brian Kilmeade, the guy who, uh, I don't know if I could keep pace with him, Dan. The radio show, Fox in the morning. He's all the time on Fox. I think it's a hologram I'm of I'm fully convinced that the first ever human clone is indeed Brian Kilmeade. There's and then like eight of them. he's touring the country. Right? With the all source. over the place. He's going to be coming to Doylestown, I know. The new book, Teddy and Booker T. Booker T. Washington, how two American icons blazed a path for racial equality. Let's go to Brian Kilmeade here on Talk Radio 1210. Brian, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I don't know how. You're probably commuting to (laughs) something here. So thank you, Brian. I am doing the five later in total transparency. Oh, now which, so, which yeah. chair? I do a local show. It's only four people. Uh, that's like our version of Meet the Press, but raucous. Which chair do they put you in? You The Gutfeld chair? Today, I don't know who's out. I think it's Jesse. Ah, uh, I think Jesse's right. probably out. Yeah, I could see him fitting into well, that chair. Right. You just go, you know, like when you pop up on the yes, hey, are you available? I don't really say for who. You just uh, so that show is that show's the number one show in all of all of television. Why? Uh, why is that? Do you think the chemistry I know is intense? Even the backup to backups are great. What's the reason why at five o'clock too? Which a tough time. A couple of things. Uh, you said it. Number one, they're they're all really knowledgeable. So, but they have respect. If, if you ask me, just as a viewer. Um, I was on that. I, I think I was one of the first people on that show, just like rotating in cast members. And there used to be different points of view, but it, it wasn't as deep and there wasn't as much camaraderie. And I just thought they just got the right mix. It's almost as if you, when you put friends together, if you had the wrong mix, if the script was not going to be great unless you cast it right. And they just cast it right. And then if you and they all do other stuff. I mean, Dana's got her own show. Jesse's got his own show. Gutfeld's got his own show. Uh, Judge Janine is everywhere on the channel. He's got her own series on Fox Nation. And then uh, Harold Ford and Jessica are contributors all around the network. But they all come together on that. I mean, the, the respect they have, and the, you could see the respect they have in the breaks and in the green room. They like hanging out. In fact, I think Harold Ford had everyone over for Thanksgiving. He just casually said it. He goes, I couldn't believe it. Everybody showed up. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm a fan of Tarlo. And my wife, who is apolitical, Brian, uh, the show, the one show she really loves on Fox is The Five, for exactly the reasons you put out. And uh, I, I know on in the morning, 
Fox and Friends, you bring the same sort of stuff to it. And as a radio host, you got it. Yeah. You know exactly. Uh, you can be heavy hitting one moment, but a lot of fun. Then your sports knowledge comes in. So before we talk about the book, how are you liking our Philadelphia Eagles at this point? Well, I'll tell you what. I watched the Jet game, and I thought they, they almost couldn't do anything against the Jets. And I thought, man, has this team, has this team just been exposed? And that clearly I was wrong. I mean, you watched that Jet game? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. Nobody was open. And I thought to myself, wow, this is, uh, you know, they are vulnerable. They're not as great as their record. And, man, was then you watched last night, and it was such a high level. I thought that the quality of that game in many ways was better than the Super Bowl. I agree so, with you because Kansas City's defense is better. They're pretty good on defense now. Um, Kansas City, I think, is is better. I think their quarterback is actually seems to be even a little bit better. Again, when I watched Kansas City, I saw them lose in week one, and I thought, wow, maybe they come back down to earth, but they seem to have a pretty good thing going. So, I mean, it could be a rematch. It's hard to imagine. I, I think Dallas might be, and San Francisco might be your biggest competition. Um, San Francisco, when healthy, is a brand-new team. I mean, for three weeks they weren't healthy. So, again, I cannot believe. I think the NFL has got one thing to really worry about. And I think the injuries. Their best players are getting hurt. Yeah. I mean, think about what's, what's going on in Cincinnati. Think about what happened to the Jets. You know, think about what would happen to Cleveland. You know, and the thing is, it hurts the game. I know people like, good, I'm glad. You know, if I'm a Ravens fan, I, I love the fact that Cleveland is starting quarterback. Okay. But as a football fan, and yet we put in all these protections for quarterbacks, and it's, and it's still getting kind of scary. Yeah, it is. Uh, quarterback has become beyond the most important position in all of sports. Uh, before we get to this duo of Teddy and Booker T., uh, I have been way over the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey story. How about you? And particularly on the morning show over at Fox and Friends. I, I just have fun with it. I mean, I have fun with, I, I think it's, you know why? It's because it's not a, she's not a Kardashian. You know, she's not, um, she's not a Meghan Markle. When you look at these people and say, wow, they're so caught up in themselves. I kind of, I find her likable. And I met Jason Kelsey a few times. I could be wrong. But after watching his podcast, I think he's a good guy. So I think that I think it's kind of cool that two people that are respected by the people in their industry um, uh, got together. I am not a hopeless romantic. I have so little interest in people's personal life. <laughs> really, but, but I don't. But I don't mind that. I for some reason I look at these guys, even though they're really rich. They're blue-collar guys. No one was thinking that Jason Kelsey is a can't-miss tight end coming out of college. And nobody, you know, Taylor Swift, there was a, I put her in the category of Britney Spears, and I thought, okay, she'll be hot for a while. I mean, what she's doing now for 15, 20 years is unbelievable. So, and she seems to be a good person who cares about her fans. So I, I, it's easy to be cynical, but I'm kind of rooting for it to work because they seem to be good people. I, did, I, did I hurt your feelings on that? Uh, a little bit here. That's why I'm being a little quiet there. I don't see it with Travis Kelsey as much. Not exactly a <laughs> My fan. kind of guy, Mr. But, Kill Me. But uh, Kill well, Me jumping I mean, in. Look, it goes a I, long I way with I me. I do think it's yeah. funny. I do think it's funny that people think that Travis Kelsey is dating her to be famous. I'm like, do you know when he's <laughs> in football? He's a two-side Super Bowl champ. He doesn't need to be famous. Even his podcast is successful. Oh, the podcast is tremendous. Now, 
Teddy and Booker T. Uh, previously, we talked about Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. Is that where you're going to be going with future books, uh, Brian? This kind of combination, you see something there major. It's a, it's Nobody does that. I'm trying. Uh, what I tried to do is I, I looked at John Meacham. He does unbelievable biographies. David McCullough, Ron, uh, Ron Chernow. I, I don't read that and think, I could do it better. Give me a pen. You can't. Uh, I, and I don't have 10 years to put it together. I mean, I, when Ulysses S. Grant, when I read, read that book and I closed it, I thought I lost a family member to throat cancer. I mean, that's how great it was. Yep. And, and what, they, what they exposed me to Andrew Jackson with John Meacham, and I go there. But I go, what if I give you a slice of their lives and how two people came together, but the objective is to tell the story of the country. You live it every day uh, where you are. There's history everywhere. There's a lot of history in New York, too. Go find it. And that's what I love. It's American stories. And in the beginning, when I was doing George, you guys were kind enough to have me on, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and, and Tripoli Pirates and Andrew Jackson, Miracle of New Orleans. I thought, wouldn't it be cool if people who listen to the news talk radio and watch the news love history? And Bill O'Reilly showed me that they do. I did not know we'd be in a war on history. I'm, at, I'm, I'm actually interviewing Trump at the White House, and I have the Jackson book out, and I see, uh, they go, Mr. President, they're trying to take the Jackson statue down from in front. And they start showing the video, and I go, wait, I'm, that's my book. And uh, you're taking it down. Well, he had slaves. He had slaves. He also saved the country in the War of 1812, was an orphan child who became a two-term president and a self-taught major general, senator, lawyer. Um, and then I thought, I'm, we're in a war on history. And I go, what if I just tell our story slice by slice? And I did it, I thought, with Booker T. Washington. I did this in a salute to Philadelphia. I did it Rocky style. I start the beginning with the first episode of the previous Rocky. And you have Frederick Douglass, who's a mentor and an idol of Booker T. Washington's. He spoke at Tuskegee. And six-year-old Teddy Roosevelt looking at his window of a Broadway as the body of, Ted, of Abraham Lincoln comes down in 1865. And uh, wow. that made him, for the rest of his life, he idolized Lincoln for a great reason. And I thought, what if I just picked up those stories, tell them how they work together, and the next time someone takes a knee at a San Francisco 49er game or at the Super Bowl or the, or the World Cup, they get a perspective on people who survived and thrived in the segregated South with Jim Crow and poll taxes. Uh, and, 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 and then they combine with this other rich guy who almost didn't survive childhood because of asthma named Teddy Roosevelt, who people looked at him in many ways like they do Trump. Oh, this crude guy who doesn't understand the power and the sophistication. He'll never amount to anything. And he became a two-term president. He was seven and a half years. Could have won for that extra term, but seven and a half years president, war hero, governor, police chief, um, vice president. Um, so, uh, for assistant secretary give, of the navy. Give, give me Brian too, um, and I'm so glad uh, Teddy Roosevelt. We know a lot. I mean, I, a lot of people have written about him, but I'm interested in your take. But Booker T is one of those people that at best is seen as, uh, he didn't really do anything, or he's reviled. Uh, but this is a guy who achieved despite outright segregation. They flat out put him in, he's in Alabama, and he forms Tuskegee, which is a, what we call a shed, and his holes in the roof. They told me he was coming to start a school. There was no school. He had no students. He had no building. Within a short time, he had a thriving campus. 
He moved over and got acres dedicated to him. He turns around the perception that many people thought the difference between blacks and whites, that maybe whites were superior. It was all about education. And instead of telling people, oh, you're wrong and having a march down the street or a sit-in, he showed them. And everyone that came through his school had the fundamentals of education, but they also learned to train. They learned the basic of hygiene, how to walk, how to present yourself, how to make eye contact, how to dress, how to be a leader, how to overcome, and how to be an indispensable hire. And uh, he was graduating 1,500 at a time. That's more than, more than Harvard was doing. And it was so impressive. McKinley came down and gave a commencement address, and so did Teddy Roosevelt. And he said, can I come on the board? And they said, of course you can come on the board. Teddy Roosevelt was on the board with Booker T. Washington, oh. a guy that was born a slave. He didn't have shoes until he was 10 years old, sleeping on the floor eating the same meal a day. And he ends up being one of the most respected men in America, known around, to every, known around every European nation, and one of the finest public speakers you'll ever see. What people don't like about him is they said he was too accommodating. What I think he was was a realist. I'm in the segregated South where Jim Crow is everywhere. I know that if I make a mistake and let people uh, and, and let these racist and the Ku Klux Klan attitude take over, it'll destroy my legacy, my school, and my, my goal of transforming society in the South and around the world. And so he had to, at times, deal with the country that he was in, not the one he wanted. And there were guys like W.E.B. Du Bois and maybe – the Al Sharptons of the world would say, oh, you should never put up with that. Really? What if I changed people's perceptions by actions? And what if I did it by the way I held myself and the way I speak, let people say, you know what? Maybe my parents were wrong. There is no difference between the races. You know, maybe my neighbor was wrong and my crazy friend was wrong. There is no difference. It's a matter of opportunity and education, things we know today. But he did it. The guy was born and we, uh, in the, right after the Civil War. He remembers when Union soldiers came to the central house of his plantation and said, you guys are all free. His mom hugging him in tears and saying, going back and saying, what do we do now? She goes, I don't know. And when wow. you open up your story like that, you got my interest. Wow. Great stuff, as, as always. Now, Brian, I know uh, it's up on uh, your website, I guess, where you're going to be speaking. Yeah. And I believe you're going to be in Doylestown. Uh, Doylestown Bookstore up there in Doylestown sometime in December? I think it's a tradition. I think it's one of the great towns. I love it. December 13th. And I'll be outside Pittsburgh, Munhall, where I'm going to be talking about all my books on stage and have a chance to do those live stage shows. It's much like radio. You don't know exactly what's going to happen, only live audience. Um, And I'm able to talk about everything and get the chance to meet uh, instead of meet our listeners, meet our viewers. And uh, it's one of the most fun things I do than go to Holland, Michigan after. But I think maybe Munhall, if it's not too far. And Doylestown, if you guys want to put in the time, there's rest stops along the way if it's a little far. (laughs) Uh, Teddy and Booker T, how two American icons blazed a path for racial equality. Uh, The book out today? Yeah, it's been out for a week. It's already. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. They're already top ten of the country. And if anyone wants it signed or personalized for the holidays, just go to BrianKillMe.com. It goes to my local bookstore. I show up once a week, and I'll just uh, pump them all out. Well, I have you here. Just one other quick aside. Each day sure. when I watch you, um, it's amazing what's going on in New York City. We played Cardi B yesterday. How are we spending all this money on wars, et cetera? And yet New York is going to be rife with rats, uh, the, the migrant issue there. What's going on? It's really bad. Uh, and I would say that, you know, the crime was bad during the pandemic. I was one of the only few going to the city, but it was vacant. Uh, now it is packed. Like if I go to walk down Broadway to Penn Station, which I do pretty regularly, you got to walk in the street. But nobody's working. These are legal immigrants in my view, staying here for free, three meals a day. They do their laundry. They provide them a mini menu every day. Now at least there's a 60 days. you got to move on and move out. And now it's costing us billions of dollars. Now we've got to close libraries on Sundays. Now cancel two police academy classes. You believe this? Tell wow. FDNY you can't improve your ranks. You're just going to have to live with what you have. Now they're talking about turning off streetlights uh, or, or, or turning the streetlights out early. Because we're putting billions of dollars, but they, they brought it on themselves by saying we're a sanctuary city. How dare you condemn migrants? They're not less than you. We never said they were less than you. We're just saying less than us. We were just saying they're here illegally. Who's paying for it? And then when they decided to let the Venezuelans get jobs, they provided the National Guard had to interview them and tell them how to do interviews. You know, 1% of the people showed up to get a job. 1%. Wow. So what the hell is going on here? Let alone people who hate the country and say, hey, I don't like your support from Israel. I think I know exactly what to blow up. I mean, we had a sit-in at Fox last Friday. They took over a whole lobby. I was so, shocked at that, Brian, without going too far inside. You know, I've been in there maybe 100 times. The security is unbelievable. So it must have been an overwhelming number of people there. Uh, yeah, I was at the Patriot Awards. And they just said, it happened. Don't say anything yet. We're in the middle of getting them out. But if you get a text, it's true. Okay. And I got great security here. They, like, meet me at the curb at this point, which they never had to do before, and walk us in because uh, there are people here that really hate us. So, um, it's, you know, well, and it's not a matter because it doesn't matter who you vote for or you're talking about. There are just people who hate this country, and they see us as a perfect target. Well, keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, Current book, Teddy and Booker T. How two American icons blazed a path for racial equality. Just another, I mean, I knew a lot about Roosevelt. Not so much about Booker T. Uh, What a figure he was. And uh, you bring it all home with this. 
Thanks, man. I just, I just think we need to arm our listeners with stories about America come holiday time, tailgate time, that when people start putting down the country, excuse me, this is a country that yielded X, Y, and Z. And here's a story you probably haven't heard. So let's go at it. we got to win the war in history. Absolutely. Brian, thank you. Thanks a lot. You're on the five today, did you say? Thanks. You're on today, right? Yep. All right. Absolutely. My wife's listening. Right. We'll be watching. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, right. guys. Thanks, Tom. Brian Kilmeade here. And in person, Dan, an even better guy. Really exceptionally down to earth. When we do the usual annual bloviation fest with talk radio hosts, uh, he's uh, just not like that. He's there, and he's very, very friendly. All right, uh, side question today. Hit us with a landmark, then we'll have Dom's Money Melody. Uh, let's go to um, let's go to Jeff in Hatboro. Jeff, what do you have today? Yo, Jeff. All right, no, Jeff. Let me try Joe on Talk Radio 1210. What do you have today, Joe? Hey, Dom. Hey, Dan. Hi, Joe. Happy Thanksgiving, you Thank guys. Thank you. Same to you, Joe. Hey, uh, thank you. Um, you guys remember the Whispering Benches? No, the I don't know The Whispering Benches in, in Fairmount Park. If you're going down uh, the Schuylkill and uh, by Gerard Avenue in the zoo exit, if you look off to your right there, you'll see those tall uh, soldiers up on top of the pillars. The okay. giant pillars with the soldiers on top. You you recall yes. seeing them? Oh yeah, sure. Okay, that, I forget what the what the name of the uh, centennial exhibit actually is, but um, but I've known them always as the whispering benches because down at the base of the statues is a curved bench that goes I don't know maybe fifty sixty feet long. It's it's big. And you sit at one end of the bench, and you have somebody else sit at the other end of the bench, and you just slightly whisper to them something very, very softly. And you can hear it as if they're sitting right next to you. It's really cool. cool. Ah. And my dad used to take us there as kids. And eventually, I got old enough, had kids. I brought my kids there to the whispering benches. Thank you, And every time I get down to Snookle, Every time I get down to Schuylkill, I can look and I can see him, and it brings back the memory, and it's just a cool landmark. Thank you, So Joe. a little history That's, there. That's a yeah. Smith Memorial Arch that he's talking about, and it was built uh, 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 for the 1876 Centennial Exposition uh, to serve as a gateway to West Fairmount Park. Uh, what it uh, mem- memorializes is uh, uh, war and uh, you know military and naval heroes from Pennsylvania's Civil War. Okay. Uh, and he's right. He has those whispering benches there, and it's uh, named after Richard and Sarah Smith, who is also the namesake of the Smith Memorial Playground. I know Smith Memorial. When I had a camp, we used to take kids there. Yep. Okay, but that's uh, Dan. We always say a nugget comes up. I thought I knew every lamb. Ah, uh, that's a good one. That's a great to go one. by. All right, we'll be trying that. All right, but right now it is time for it's Dobbs Money Melody. That's right. Every day around this time, we hit a $25 gift card to Delco Steaks, located on Westchester Pike in Broomall, Pennsylvania. Dan, what's your backstory today? Yeah, so Dom, uh, back in uh, 1924, like what, what what's in Philadelphia, if you don't come into the city often, is a lot of times you have these very unsuspecting, you know, fronts, these facades that you wouldn't think is special but over in Broad in Wyoming, there's this facade that just looks like a garage. It looks like a right. um, a warehouse. But but what's inside is the former Logan Theater. And, and the Logan Theater was a silent movie house. It had an orchestra. It was a 
absolutely beautiful theater. Had a big sign on top. And uh, there's actually efforts right now to, uh, you know, turn this theater back into uh, similar to the Apollo Theater in uh, New York and make it a very, uh, you know, black culture center uh, for, you know, North Philadelphia. There's that effort going on. Uh, But it it officially closed back in, uh, what was it, 1972. And and, uh, 1973, and that year they showed a film, the final film featured a musician as one of the stars. And um, today, Our Money Melody, honoring Logan Theater and the landmarks of Philadelphia past and present, uh, we want to know who that starred in that final film showed at the Logan Theater that's singing a cover song today. So today's cover artist we're looking for was a star of a film showed in the Logan Theater up there in North Philadelphia, brought in Wyoming, uh, as the final film before it closed. Dom, take a listen. We want to know who the cover artist is today. I want to also put this out there. This guy is known as one of the greatest musicians of all time, uh, but not necessarily for his voice. Uh, And he's part of one of the best groups of all time. All right. Who is covering this uh, song? 855-839-1210. First person correct. You're headed to Delco Stakes on Westchester Pike in Broomall, Pennsylvania. It's the Money Melody. Show me the money. Hey, that's right. Every day uh, when I hit it around 2.13 or so, we give you uh, something, usually a cover song. We have another one today for a great prize. And here we go with Dan. Let's hear it, Dan. Let's hear the clip. Let's see if somebody can get that right out of the box. Who's covering that song? Dan says one of the all-time great musicians, Jim in Broomall. Jim, who is it? Uh, Dom, I'm, I'm just calling about a landmark I know you'll love. Uh, Ed Davis. Oh, oh yeah, that's we'll a good one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good one. Yep. I know you'd like that one. Yeah. Thanks, Don. Have a good day. Thank you, Jim. All right, didn't have a guest, but uh, put that down. Zabers is a good one. Uh, Bill on Talk Radio 1210. All right, Bill, who's covering the song? Hey, Dom. Uh, good show today. Uh, it's Richard Starkey, Ringo Starr. Oh, very nice. All right, Bill, we'll put you on uh, the Richard Starkey. Too. Well, I didn't, yeah. Uh, nicely played, Bill. Enjoy a $25 gift card to Delco Steaks located on Westchester Pike in Broomall, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so that Logan Theater, Dom, still around there. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually going through a renovation process. The guy that allegedly created George Jefferson for the TV show All in the Family, Nolbert Brown, who uh, has a philanthropy organization. They already uh, put some money into the Germantown YMCA. They were supposed to open it back up in uh, February of 2023, uh, but I, I can't find whether or not that actually happened. I don't think it did. Uh, so probably running behind schedule again. But, yeah, the Logan Theater. And uh, Ringo Starr starred in a film called Blind Man. It was a... Uh, uh, spaghetti Western. It seems we're talking a lot about that today. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was the last film shown in a double feature with Trouble Man. So Blind Man and Trouble Man, it was a black exploitation crime thriller. But Ringo Starr's Blind Man, the last film ever shown at the Logan Theater up at Broad in Wyoming. Congratulations on winning that prize. 
right, nicely played. We'll have another one tomorrow. And uh, we're not here on Thanksgiving Day, but uh, we'll be here on Black Friday. I'll be on and Dan will be on with Dorenzo, depending upon the time depends upon somewhat Penn State basketball. Go figure. Talk radio. Anything can happen here. Well, maybe know more about that as we think, as I think about it. All right. Roger Sanis just said something. Dan, if you can pull this from Gravian, I like to keep it. Um, it's important, but it's not the reason that a presidential candidate um, clicks and that people want it. Trump is a better example of how a presidential candidate clicks. Over the years, we've seen uh, it's you can call it charisma. You can call it bigness, be it Reagan, be it Obama history. You know, sometimes when there's nobody like that out there, somebody like Joe Biden wins. Okay, but Ron DeSantis uh, just said, and this is something we've talked about, that Republicans should be getting on talking about more and more knowledgeable of DeSantis is. And Trump ought to be talking about it because the Bidens of the world, at least the progressives of the world and various corporate entities want this. We talked about this. Listen to what DeSantis said. And I, even from uh, Leslie the other day, saying, when are you going to get that guy back on or somebody else on on this, the status of it? And I'm going to do that. Uh, maybe not tomorrow, maybe next week. we got to go back and see who we had on. And uh, we did talk about this. Listen to DeSantis say, if you elect me, this will die a very quick death. Sorry, I have the turnout machine. Was that the one that you wanted? Uh, no, if you elect me, oh, I'll this will sorry, die. Sorry, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. A second. Don't, don't mean to. Well, he up. also said that Trump is a big turnout machine for the Democrats. True, but he turns out so many people who won't vote again, maybe. <laughs> That's the secret sauce here. Yeah, it's polarity with Trump. Uh, but DeSantis said if you elect me. Centri- okay, here's, here's DeSantis. I'm against central bank digital currencies. So, and here's what, here's what we've actually done. So in Florida, we saw this threat. So central bank digital currency is basically what they want to do is they want a digital dollar. They want to eliminate cash, eliminate cryptocurrency. And this will be the only way you're going to be able to buy things. Now, this will be done by a central authority. So they will have insight into your purchases. You will lose financial privacy. And you will ultimately lose, if they impose like a social credit system, you will lose the ability to buy necessarily what you want. They may put a quote on how much gas you can buy in a week or how much ammunition and all this. And this is this is so obvious that this is what they're doing. Um, now, the Federal Reserve has said, now they're, so Biden, both Trump and Biden's administration want to go in this direction. Biden did an executive order saying we got to study it. And what the Federal Reserve has said is, because I've been criticizing this, and they said, well, uh, we have not imposed a central bank digital currency. They claim that they would only do it after consulting with the legislature. And So he goes on a bit, talks about how Biden and Trump both support this, and then he uh, continues and finishes off with this. This is an example of government trying to take away your financial privacy, trying to take away your financial independence. It's all very clear as to why they would want to do this. And so I can pledge to you, I, I think there's other candidates on both sides of the aisle who are supportive of a central bank digital currency. I will not be one. So if you elect me, central bank digital currency dies a very quick death. 
All right. Now, you could say, oh, man, come on, Tom, this guy's in the weeds here. I don't think so with our listeners. Uh, I know when we talked about it, I talked to even a couple people out of here who were in sales, Dan, about this. He's exactly right. Everything he said there, uh, except I got to go back and see that Trump was involved in this, et cetera. I don't know that. I know Biden. I know the current status quo. They do want to trace anytime someone says, let's get rid of cash. Why do we need cash? You know, you ought to be able to just put something in your wrist. Eh, I want to spend on this type of thing. No, no, no. We always should have cash. This is the same crowd that uh, in Jersey I see today, Murphy announced um, no new cars that are not electric vehicles by 2035 or before in New Jersey. Won't be able to do that. Won't be able to have them banned. This is another example, though. DeSantis is on this. The problem is we've seen with DeSantis uh, just not somebody who bonds with a big audience. Awkward. There's all kinds of things going on with him here that were. Remember, I said that you don't know about someone until they get on the big stage running for president. Getting people nationwide is a lot different than being a popular governor because of your policies and everything else. And DeSantis, that's one problem. The other problem is the six-week abortion ban bill. Not going to fly. You get murdered with that. But he's right on this. So I'll go back and see if Trump was on board with this. In what universe? Now, this isn't conspiracy stuff. This isn't, you know, wild type of stuff. The social credit, not wanting you to buy ammo, not wanting you to buy gas and all those things. That's exactly what this does and where it's going. And it's all about control. Anything that centralizes things more as a general principle is going to be about control and is not good for the individual. So uh, we're on it. We'll get somebody else on to try to raise this. I'm not sure he's right about Trump on this. Now, Nikki Haley, who knows? You know, if you get her in a moment there, she might be before it. I don't think Vivek Ramaswamy is. And the wild card in all this, Robert Kennedy Jr. definitely is against this. So 855-839-1210, that's how you get in right now. Uh, give me a reaction to that. Does that seem too conspiratorial? Or is it something they could do and they're waiting for the opportune moment to do it? And we got the side question going on, too. Dom time. Uh, we'll get to some more on the side question here coming up. Uh, Susan Sarandon jumping in. Here's her quote. Uh, I haven't seen her in a film in quite a while. Uh, speaking in New York, Jews are getting a taste of Muslim treatment. Man, you know, they are doubling, tripling, quadrupling down with this stuff. Even though the world that's reasonable is saying, look, Look at what happened on October 7th. This isn't the usual stuff that we've seen. And here's Sarandon. Uh, uh, Now, uh, apparently, she's lost her representation over this. No longer will have that from UTA, United. That's one of the big talent agencies. They have every right to do that. Canceling? No, they're saying we don't want to be associated with somebody who is going down this path. My God. God, every day, every second you see this. Now, we're, uh, I, I didn't get to too much to kind of unravel the lawsuit 
with Elon Musk. It's major against Media Matters. Media Matters is this outfit that goes after conservatives, particularly talk radio over the years. My name has appeared in there. You know, if you do enough national shows, I could go back and see what they said or accused or all that. No, no, I'm not (laughs) at this moment. Anyhow, Elon Musk laid a huge lawsuit over them. Essentially, what he alleges is this. I'll say it that way, that they and it's it's pretty startling to see the level he claims they went to. And I think there's evidence of that. They manipulated Twitter logarithms and uh, in various modes so that some of the biggest sponsors, products, corporations in America ended up right next to some neo-Nazi tweet, something of that nature. And the odds on this happening are astronomical, is what Elon Musk says, and it's costing Twitter X big time. So essentially, he's talking in this suit that they are holding it out, allegedly, as this is what Twitter is. Why would any American corporation want to be associated with them? Because you end up being in this sewer right next to this trash, this nonsense. And I I think in the uh, material I'm looking at, in the complaint uh, against Media Matters, the point is made that they artificially used techniques like, um, uh, in Apple's case, only two out of more than 500 million active users saw its ad appear alongside the fringe content cited in the article, and at least one of them was Media Matters. So in other words, Media Matters, he's alleging, is intentionally seeing this because they are provoking it to then make the point that this is what's going to happen to you on Twitter. Uh, He says two or one, and one was Media Matters, out of 500 million active users saw its ad appear alongside some of the stuff that's there. Now, you can make the argument, well, why is any of it there? We get back to the case around Twitter, around social media, around something like this. But the uh, lawsuit, the complaint, says that Media Matters accessed accounts that have been active for at least 30 days, bypassing uh, X's or Twitter's ad filter for new users. They intentionally did that is what he's alleging. I, I think he has a case yeah. here. Oh, yeah, I think he does, too. I think this is right, like, the, the case is it's true that you can do this, but they're holding it out as this is what organically happens versus you would have to manipulate the system in a way that's almost impossible to imagine that this is going to happen. Uh, yeah, and it, I mean, it can happen organically to, based on what the algorithm chooses to show you. Um, I mean, if a, you, you have a friend that happens to follow this person, they can right. show up on your timeline next to an ad mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, if you take a screenshot of it. But the thing is, uh, TikTok, there are people grooming people on TikTok. There are, uh, I, I, even further, I mean, there are communities of child molesters out there on these social right. media sites, and Media Matters isn't taking pictures of these child molesters' posts, putting them next to these ads, and sending them off to these companies in hopes that they cancel their, you know, advertising with it. They're just doing it solely to Twitter to make a political point. 
Right. Uh, so- and, and, and when they're making the point, Dan, to your point, too, the, the whole thrust, I, I agree with you, TikTok's a good example. The whole thrust is that you have to do something beyond extraordinary, so limited in doing this, and then you're holding it out as if this is normal, and this is a normal or relatively normal occurrence. That's, uh, that's defamation. That's a false thing. And you're going with every company in America to do it. So I like the TikTok uh, angle to this. Uh, something that's a real threat. We know who's controlling it. We know exactly what the Chinese are doing. There's no, well, by Media Matters or people on the left, no intent to do anything about TikTok. But we're going to stop Elon Musk. Can I just be clear in case Media Matters yeah. gets wind of this? Because I know they're yeah. going to come after me for trying to say that, oh, groomers right. are child molesters and tie it to LGBT. I, I want to differentiate. I'm not yeah. talking about the LGBT community that's on TikTok that's right. very strong. No, I'm talking about there are literal people that are looking to groom children and mm-hmm. uh, also uh, you know, have that type of community. I'm uh, completely different from the LGBT and uh, trans. I just want to be right. clear on that. And the point we're making is this is what Elon Musk alleges okay but the allegations are backed up by a lot of stuff that i don't want to go too far into the weeds of how much it would take to make this happen you could argue well why is any of it up there that's another argument that's not the lawsuit the lawsuit though is about the presentation of this essentially i think he's got a good case uh you know and if if there's any on it and an american company wants to say if there's anything out there like that. I don't want to be part of it. Okay. But let's not say that that's what Twitter or X is about. I mean, in a sense, these companies by doing that are saying that they want controlled speech because they, yeah. the only way that they're willing right. to present themselves is on a platform in which speech is indeed controlled. Right. Well, too, I, I get their point. If this were more than a completely random thing, if there was some metric of likelihood that this would happen, then as a corporate due diligence, you might say, no, I'm not going to be part of that. I don't know what the metric would be, but if the American people said, wow, you're telling me it's a one out of 10 shot, your ad's going to appear next to a Nazi type of thing, maybe you shouldn't do that then. It's not that, though. It's in the guesstimates that are incredible. Okay, coming up, the lightning round. We've had a lot of good ones today. Some landmark, uh, Meglio's um, fair sign was taken down yesterday in South Philly. It was a neighborhood staple. Some it doesn't have to be gone. It can be still there right now. Hit us with that, and maybe your name will get into the hat here on Talk Radio 12 Tech. The time has come for the final test. Uh, we usually call it the lightning round. Yes, that's right. Hit us with that landmark in the Philadelphia area, whatever it might be, if it's here now or it's gone. This coming off just that sign yesterday got us into that. Uh, let's go to the Earl of Tacconi. Earl, what's your landmark? Um, real quick, I was going to vote for RFK Jr., but now that I know that Donald Trump is going to execute Joe and Mika, Trump's got my vote. Okay, yeah, that's... <laughs> Right. Um, Joe asked for it. Anyway, um, I have a double shot Tuesday, so I'm going to go with the Aramingo Diner and the famous Aramingo Diner cheesecake, and also the signs on Aramingo Avenue. They used to be on the railroad trestles. Uh, one's near the uh, 95 complex, and the other one is uh, near uh, Lehigh, and they were there for decades. And when they closed the diner, they painted over them, and you can still kind of see them. 
And the sad part is they didn't code or paint over the one section that says always open. You would have thought they would have left the signs and said no longer open and put a little memorial date on there. Thank you, Earl. All right. Uh, Don in Franconia. Don, what's the landmark? Yes, uh, good afternoon. Before I give you the answer, I want to make a comment about the Eagles-Kansas City game last night. Uh, Everybody kept saying how Kansas City had won uh, 18 out of 21 games uh, coming off a bye, but nobody looked back to see what their record was when the other team was also coming off a bye they had to play, and that was three wins and two losses. So the Eagles had a good chance last night, and they they came through. Deep diving Uh, stats over here. uh, Good uh, insight. So what's your uh, landmark, Don? My landmark is they made a song about it by a group called the Orlons, South Street. Yeah, uh, the uh, Bristol Stomp, too, was another Bristol uh, landmark. Uh, Robert and Ben Salem. All right, Robert, what's yours? Hey, Dom. um, Speaking of the Eagles game, I listened to it on the radio and found that was the best way to avoid Travis Kelsey and Taylor (laughs) Swift. (laughs) I did not mention them at all, and I think I know why. Because they do not have a proper relevant sponsor. Now back to the action with Jalen Window Nation's Hurts Breaks Huddle in the Deborah Hart and Lung Center Red Zone. <laughs> How you feeling, Mike? This is looking pretty good, Merrill. I'm feeling real good about this drive, kind of like when I snap into a Slim Jim. That's the best impression you're ever going to get from me. Uh, well, Jim um, Kelly may do it tomorrow, well, let me too. Let just say this nah, right yeah. All right. Jim well, the man. Jim. He is. Robert, what's your uh, landmark? I'm changing it. My grandmother said it was the original Lover's Lane, and lots of marriages and babies were made there. It's a natural landmark. It's called the Plateau, even in a Will Smith video. You guys have a great day. That's the Belmont Plateau out in West Philly. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Ah, yeah, definitely. Okay, I think it's time to uh, come together here. We've got enough ones, uh, great ones, but if we have more time. All right, Dan, give me a few uh, contenders. Uh, Palumbo's, I like. Yes, uh, I like that call. Wanamaker Eagle. The Whispering Benches, though, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot out of it. I see a lot with the Whispering Benches because Does, uh, it's Meryl Reese yeah. want to lay on on this one? Is uh, yeah, Meryl Whispering Benches. We gonna go with that one? Yes, indeed. And don't forget the the place called the Plateau is where everybody go. All right, so the Whispering Benches is the winner. We'll pick it up again tomorrow with another side question. And uh, then I guess on Friday, pull it out of the hat. Yeah, that's probably what we'll do. Uh, Richie always next for four big hours. Follow on Twitter at DomShow1210 at DomShow1210. And uh, Elon Musk, I think, is going to win on this. And maybe uh, that will be uh, sort of a lesson here around this whole media matters thing. We'll see. These are just allegations. We just want to be clear on that. Uh, In addition to that, great calls today. Uh, And tomorrow, um, we we got something I do right before the holidays, probably for the side question. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.